Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. If someone had a grass mat on the floor and a watermelon and seven pennies or seven coins of some kind, you might be wondering, what are they doing? Well, in fact, that is one offering that is beloved by the water goddess Yamaya, one of the most powerful Orishas in Santeria. She's the mother of all living things, rules over motherhood, and owns all of the waters, the earth. She gave birth to the stars, the moon, the sun. There is as well in the Celtic traditions, or the Irish, uh, I guess, British, Celtic, all of that, uh, Bowen in Ireland, the river Bowen. In ancient goddess Bowen challenged a great well of wisdom. And during this challenge, the wells overflowed and formed the river Bowen. Some people think, though there's some debate, but some people believe that Bowen was the mother of Bridget, the slightly more famous Irish goddess, Bree or Bridget, who then later became a Catholic saint. The word Catholic actually means universal. And that was one of the examples where they decided to just adopt a figure, an old pagan figure, in this case, Bree, Bridget, and make her a saint. Then, of course, you have the holiday candle mass, which is a Catholic holiday also, as well as a pagan one called Oymelk. Or Imbolc. Imbolc is another way of saying that. Anyway, today on Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucher, as I await Darren's arrival, our discussion is going to be about water and working with the element of water in your spiritual matters. We'll be right back with Spiritual Insight and your host, Darren Bucher.
forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bouquer. I'm still awaiting Darren's call. I see somebody there. I'm going to see if it's him. Hello, is this Darren? Hello, hello, hello? No, it appears not. We'll still await, but we can continue our discussion about water and spirituality. Human beings are made up of about 80% liquid and water, thus the moon having an effect on us, like tides, on moods. We're affected by pressures in the air, atmospheric conditions, and of course, without water, we'll die of thirst in just a few days. Food takes a little longer. If we don't eat, it'll be different for each individual, how how big they are, all different factors that could weigh in. But water, we pretty much die of thirst in a few days. There are wars being fought over water. It may become a big issue for the planet in the future. There's a lot of people working on desalting water, which I think is a great idea and have always been amazed that it hasn't already existed on a larger level (laughs) because this planet is mostly water. However, there are people working on that now to get more good, usable drinking water. Water has some electrical qualities. And I'm an electrician, and of course we all know we don't really want to be standing in a pool of water working on electricity. (laughs) There is a, a great power involved. Back to what we first talked about, Yemaya, the beautiful water goddess and Orisha of the Santeria traditions. There are some things associated with her. Uh, of course, her colors are blue and clear. Uh, d- different tools are associated with her, oars, boat steering, wheels, anchors, uh, machetes, scimitar. Um, and a lucky number for her is the lucky number seven. An offering that she likes as well, we mentioned the watermelon, another offering that Yemaya is fond of, is just any really good food, any really good meal, especially meats of things like chicken, roosters and hens, and she'll usually, they say in the legend, though this isn't my pantheon, I'm not an expert in not pretending to be, just some things that I've heard. Uh, she'll share it with Chango. Now let's talk about water qualities for a minute and the power of water. There's an old song, Love is the Water, that wears down the rock. So in that sense... In that sensibility, water is stronger than stone. It's just you have to be patient. And when the force of water is asserted, it makes permanent changes. So no wonder that over time people have always historically valued the power of water and it's quite awesome to behold, you know, when you're when you're on the ocean front or you're or you're on a on a ship out at sea, a boat of any kind, you 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 notice this awesome power of what of what takes up most of the planet, and and you realize this is still much of it is unexplored territory. So. I've kind of just been talking vaguely about water, but let's get into some things in a scientific level about 
I know we said working with the element of water, so that's going to sound, you know, it's going to sound very pagan, very magical, and we'll get to those things. I also like to, as a mystic, I like to approach things scientifically as well, because I do believe it's all a science. I believe magic is a science. I believe mysticism is a science. I believe that there are energies in the universe that we work with, that we have been working with historically in, in different ways and in some similar ways in that it's real and that it is in a way of science, almost like the alchemists of old. It's how I sort of view myself, how I view what magic is, viewing it as it's a part of a science, it's forces in the universe. So let's talk about uh, Dr. Emoto. I believe his first name was Masatu, Masaru Emoto, and Mr. Emoto, it was 1994, he had the idea to freeze water and observe it with a microscope. With this method, he was convinced that he should be able to see something like snow crystals. About, after some months of trial and error, this idea bore fruit. Beautifully shining hexagonal and different shaped crystals were created from the invisible world. Uh, staff at the laboratory and him uh, observed it, began to do many more researches. One of the experiments they did, and many of you have probably heard of this, was you took a glass of water and put some rice in it. And they had three different glasses. And each glass, every morning, he would walk past, and one of them, he would say very positive, loving things to it, literally standing there saying, I love you, I'm my life is better with you, whatever, just saying nice, positive, supportive things. The one he completely ignored, and the other one he said negative things to. Insults, yelling at it, shouting at it, calling the rice water bad things. So, the result was, the first glass of rice water that he was saying nice things to appeared to still be healthy and in good shape and the rice was still white. The one that he said negative things to seemed to really be degenerating, really aging, going rotten, and the rice was, was, was going bad and spoiling. Interesting enough, the one that got the worst result was the one that he ignored. So out of the three glasses of rice water, the one he complimented was still, the rice was still good and healthy. The one that he insulted was degenerating and breaking down and rotting. The one he ignored was rotting even worse. That was Dr. Emoto in the famous water experiments of saying things into water, positive, negative, or not paying any attention to it at all. Why am I bringing that point up with working with water? Now we're talking about holy water, which, yes, is used both in Christian churches. Witches use it. So many religious places use it. So you're blessing the water. And so when you bless someone else and they're made of 80% water, well, that's the effect. Of course, if they're ignored or if they're mistreated, well, then you have a person who starts to become, you know, a bit of a darker soul. You know, if, if, so, if some kid is raised without any affection, it's not a good thing. And I just saw Darren come in, and he just dropped out. But so that's why I was getting through that point with Dr. Emoto, and I'm talking about, there he is again, how it comes into the reality or like or the science of holy water. You could sprinkle it around for your temple or circle or, or whatever it is you do, whatever your belief is. And I see Darren is there. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Welcome, Darren Bucare. Yes, Darren Bucare was stuck at the Botanica behind 15 people who wanted to ask 85 questions about candles for 20 minutes. And I thought <laughs> I'd just run in there real quick and grab some spiritual items that I need for my work, and it took me, I didn't realize how long I was there. I'm like, and I asked the lady, because I didn't bring my phone. I'm like, how, what time is it? She's like, 4.03. I'm like, what? Bye. 
and it's literally <laughs> right around the corner. But I was like, I gotta go. She's like, I'll ring you up ahead. You're, yeah. She luckily took me ahead of the four other people ahead of me. They all looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, and I said, I'm Darren Bukir. So that's what's up, you know. But <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's I wanted kind of to like a good story. I just caught the tail end of it. Yes, I was mentioning. I'll just briefly go over what I've started with the discussion of water sure, so far. Sure, In the intro, sure. I mentioned a few things about Yemaya, and mm-hmm. and as well as in in the Celtic tradition, you had Bowen, who some in the river Bowen, and some people think Bowen was potentially um, the mother mm-hmm. of the famous Irish goddess Bridget, Bridget or Bree. Then I mentioned mm-hmm. Dr. Emos' water experiment, which is when he was saying nice things to the, the a, a cup of rice water. It was water with rice in it. Ignored one mm-hmm. glass of rice right. water and it said negative things to another and what the result. Then I took that mm-hmm. from there when we were saying almost like a scientific test of holy water in a way. So mm-hmm. when you bless water, when you say positive things to water, when you charge it, give it power. And we're as humans 80% ourselves. So when you bless a person, mm-hmm. I was saying, then that's more. Right. So, I mean, if we look at the basic fundamental aspects of, of working and the spiritual aspects of working with the elements of water, we have to realize that water conducts electromagnetic energy and also is the foundation of, of all basic life spawned from, you know, water. So, really, at, you know, on some basic level it did. So, you know, when you're talking to water, you're also talking to microorganisms and microorganisms that are in the water. And just to go from one of the examples of um, what I experienced when I was just on vacation in Jamaica was uh, my experience in the bioluminescent lagoon. Oh, which, I always wanted to those. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Oh. Um, what they do is they take you out on a boat, and you can see you're not you're not quite aware of what's going to happen until you really just see the the motor in the water and disturbing the water, and it looks like I thought they had tail lights on the back of the boat or something. Oh no, <laughs> that's the what the microorganisms getting disturbed. That's their defense mechanism is to just light up like 500 times brighter than than the the scope of their body, which is crazy. And then he brought a bucket of it out and put it in the middle of the boat, and we put our hands in it and just shook our hands around, and this whole bucket lit up like you put a flare in the middle of the bucket. Seriously. It was I've seen crazy. video of it, and it, and it, you almost can't believe it's real. It looks like it's from, like, the movie Avatar or something. The water. It, it, it was up. like you were, you, you were, like, some sort of, like, member of the X-Men or something, and your, your power was to shoot electricity or <laughs> some sort of... Blue energy, pretty much, is what basically it looked like. And it, what was great is, you know, my stepbrothers are, are military, and my brother-in-law, you know, he teaches wrestling. So, you know, I, I didn't think they would get as much of a kick out of it as they did, and they just loved it. Because you could put your your hands under the water and move them around, and it just, yeah, it looked like you had you had avatar skin happening. And you were, like, radiating a glow. And then if you're kicking your feet, it looks... And any droplets of water that hit the surface again cause the disturbance. So that causes light. So, and every time I put my head underwater and pushed it up out of it, I was, it looked like I had little beadlets of diamonds coming off my head because I, you know, I shaved my head. So for those of, for those listeners that don't know, what so you it, look was, like. it was quite amazing. <laughs> it's... But we look at that in the grander scope of what lives in the water and that the water is a living element of life and that life can promote positivity and beauty and procreation or it can promote you know something negative like it's charged negatively like your story was saying mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's like Yamanya and um, Ron in the Scandinavian sense and even Poseidon are some of the more life-giving and promoting life creation matrix deities is because, you know, ultimately, without the, if this was not a blue planet, we would not have life, more life than any other planet in our solar system and galaxy for as far as we know. 
Right. Which may or may not be true. But, you know, as far as we know right now. So it's what makes us a thriving, you know, a, 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 a living planet, which is incredible. So if we're talking about elements to work with, this is, is really something dynamic. Um, so that was an amazing experience. And, and, you know, and anyone can hire somebody to take you out there and do that if you're in Jamaica. Jamaica has one of the bigger, according to them, the brightest, <laughs> right? But there's one in Puerto Rico. And there's yeah. one, I think, in Sri Lanka. I think there's four four majors, a couple of minors in the that they know of. Um, but according to Jamaica, they got the you know the best or whatever. So we'll got to just take their word for it, I guess. But um, so just different things you can do with water and the the element of no matter what you believe spiritually, there's always a life giving idea behind water and hence the Christian idea and it is not purely originally Christian of baptism. And we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Of being bap- reborn of being reborn. Yes. When you when when a when a supplicant or an acolyte of a of a certain tradition wants to be in, in, indoctrinated into that religion, they're traditionally submersed in water for a lot of traditions. Now, you know, some Wiccan sects, there's, you know, all sorts of other things that are done and, you know, that sort of thing, but largely a lot of different what it is, submerge someone in water, and then when they rise out of the water, they're reborn into their new thought process and their new belief system, and Christianity being the most obvious one. Um, I'm not sure. There is some sort of kind of, you know, they, they kind of hit you with some water in the in the in Judaism, too, if I'm not mistaken. What, what do you know about? Do you know anything about that? And, well, what I know is that it was a pagan idea, obviously. First, First. there's even mentions in the Old Testament in it. Um, Mm -hmm. Homer mentions washing his hands before prayer. Uh, Of course, the Greeks um, uh, had a a purification um, with water, uh, especially with, I believe it was Mithra. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going off memory here. The the, 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 the Mithra (laughs) did a lot of blood. It was more blood, but... I mean, I think the dedications to Jove and Juno, which later, you know, in Gardnerian traditions become the Lord and the Lady, were immersed in water, if I'm not mistaken. Even that would be like Roman, Greco-Roman. Or the Egyptian pantheon as well for Isis, Osiris. Um, It definitely for Isis. Oh, my God, the temples of Isis? All they did was, like, hang out in the pool of water. (laughs) Like, basically, (laughs) I mean... You know, that was their, that was their thing. You know, I mean, it was... Now, I, you know, I'm a little bit less knowledgeable as far as the temple devices and what they did, but I do know that 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 bathing and, and, and mystically immersing yourself in a pool and, 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 you know, rising out of it were a big part of, of their tradition. There definitely is one in Judaism, and I remember this from a news story, and because mm-hmm. the guy got in trouble, because it was mostly women, and I forgot uh-huh. why women, but here's what it was. The rabbi um, uh-huh. was filming them. They were they would get naked to go into the water, and he was taking pictures, and he got in trouble. <laughs> they literally oh, would submerge wow. themselves in water and come out, like fully like, oh. like bathing in it and come out. So, yeah, they, they have their own water ceremony, too. And some guy got in yeah, trouble. I could for see it. I could see some Orthodox Jews not being happy with that. For sure. Yeah, and <laughs> considering so most I, of the time when they're having sex, they're you know they, some of them have to keep a sheet between them, which is and I don't know if anyone. It, I mean, I'm sure some of them still do, but it's that is very intense, devout stuff we're talking about. Were you aware? Oh, of Oh yeah, yeah. But they had a kind of cut out a little section of the sheet, and then that kind of boggles mind a little. 
<laughs> Imagine cutting out the middle section of the sheet and trying to put a condom on all at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, I know. Uh, Wait, they don't know the mood anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not losing the mood, honey. Don't worry. You know, it's not, you know, it won't keep it. Oh, but we're just playing. So that, would be, that would be challenging. Is Greek Orthodox Catholic, too? Oh, my gosh. You know, like, I don't want to throw, you know, Orthodox Jews under the bus. I mean, Greek, Greek Catholics? Wow. Greek Orthodox or, like, Bulgarian Orthodox? Wow. They get Middle European? They, they're real serious. You know, don't, don't be holding hands or anything. You know, watch out. <laughs> like you're gonna get in trouble. That'll be a topic for another day. We'll talk about sex in different traditions. Maybe. Oh right, yeah. But but as far as uh, back to water, the idea of charging and blessing water is to me an interesting thing, and that's why I brought up Dr. Emoto's uh, experiment because he was doing it scientifically and had interesting results, including on a microscopic level, the the different like more elaborate crystal shapes would form when he'd freeze it to the ones he said positive things to, the positively charged water versus the ones that would be a little more dull that he said negative things. So there was all kinds of interesting results he was getting from attempting to charge positively, negatively, or ignore the water. And interesting that we're made up of like 80% liquid as well ourselves. Well, to me, to me that's almost reminiscent of, and if it's just something campy to relate it to, and, you know, there's been all this, you know, hello blue about the new Ghostbusters movie, but they've been playing either either of the two original Ghostbusters movies on TV constantly lately. So I ended up watching the second one again, and you know they have this whole experiment about you know when they played you know Jackie Wilson for the slime and the slime made the toaster dance, but then if you yelled at it, it would like explode all over the place. Oh yeah, I remember that about the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah right. So it's like the same exact thing. What you're talking about? But it's like they almost replicated. They replicated that, that that same, and I'm sure they re- referenced the experiment you're talking about for that for that scene. I mean, they had to. It's the exact same thing that thing you're talking about. The psycho and, psychoreactive elements, and then and of course you're talking about water. On a much more minute level, but it's the same exact thing. Right. So if someone really wanted to understand the physical representation of that, that's that's pretty much a good way to do it. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about um, some things that happened um, in Jamaica uh, that, to me, is just you know, it, it's just <clears throat> goes with the, our topic and stuff, but. Uh, so I tied, you know, they had free tie dyeing, so I was like running around, and I had all these this, these white shirts and things. So if you had anything white, they could tie dye it for you. And I was like, oh yeah, we'll tie dye it up, let's go crazy, you know. So I was like, all right. And um, so they're tie dyeing all my shirts, and they say, Yama, you know, you wash you wash it in the salt water for the first time, so that way you you know the color stays. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, well, I'm here. You know, I don't, I'm not near the ocean when I go home, so, because, you know, we have the delta here and not the ocean, so I'm like, well, let me just run out, you know, it's my last day, let me run out and dunk all this stuff in the ocean real quick and just kind of give it a good dunk for a while, and now, because it's salt water, and it's, to me, more spiritually connected to the ocean that way, right? So I run out there, here's me not thinking that, to me, I wasn't going in the ocean, I was just going to do a chore, so I didn't realize I had my shorts on and my wallet still in my pocket. So I run out in the ocean. <laughs> so I'm like, don't my sister, my sister, my brother-in-law walk by. I'm like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And I'm like, if you have any of that tie-dye stuff, put it in the ocean. And they're like, okay. I go back to my room, and I'm like, where's my room key? And I always keep it in my wallet. And I'm like, well, did I bring my wallet with me? And I'm like, I couldn't have. And then I finally get them to let me in my room. I realize that it's nowhere in my room. And, yes, I did bring it in the ocean. And. Well, that must be it. Forget it, right? So, hmm. but I'm like, I felt that I wasn't, oddly, I wasn't worried. Now, anyone that really needs to understand this is they have to understand that I work with ocean energy all the time, and I work with goddess energy related to the ocean all the time, you know, asking for things and manifestations and offering things. So I basically, oddly, wasn't worried because, and I had money in there. I had all my credit cards. I had everything. So I go get my brother-in-law, and we go down to around the spot where I was standing, 
And, um, yeah, because he had goggles, right? So he could look in the water and see stuff. And it, granted, in the, you know, in the Caribbean, it's pretty clear water. But I swear to you, he went a little left to where I was standing and when I was pointing something out and literally came up about two minutes later with my wallet. Wow. This is an hour after I had lost it in the water. So it just some amazing stuff where, to me, it, it, you know, you get little things like that as a validation, and, you know, I could be finding, you know, coincidental energies and stuff, but I find that if you impact energy into something and you really have a relationship with it, it a lot of times you get these little things that are little validations and stuff, which is cool. So. And granted, right, I didn't buy a new wallet because it was pretty saturated, and even after I got home, it started to disintegrate. It was, but I got all my money back, all my credit cards, all my IDs, and all the pertinent information that was in it, which was which was good. So, so Yemaya gave your wallet back. <laughs> they, they, that's what I want to hear. That's that's my version of the story. I mean, that's I mean, I told you exactly what happened, but to me, I I, I do feel like that. Also, um, <clears throat> later the next morning, you know, right before I got on the plane around eleven o'clock, so. We all know my flight was around 1, but I had to leave the resort around 11. I'm I'm out in the water again, and I felt like, you know, they got seaweed there, they got kelp, but it's largely a lot of sand unless you go out farther. I was, you know, kind of of out there a little bit, and I felt like there's some kelp wrapped around my leg. I looked down, there's jellyfish wrapped around my leg, just chilling there, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. looking at it, and then I kind of moved my leg, and it just kind of slipped off and just hung out there looking at me, and I'm like, okay. Did not sting me at all. Just hmm. Just chilling. Just chilling on my leg. Now, uh, I'm not going to say that, that, that maybe that jellyfish was out of stinging, you know, stinger, or, you know, whatever. I don't know, but that's a little weird, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. And one of my it's least favorite... I really don't like jellyfish. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I don't like going into. Well, can you natural... imagine if you would have saw something that you would just? Because I just go out there and float, right? I'll just float. I could be like taking a nap, which is basically what I was doing. And yeah. I look down, and I'm like, oh, there's like around my calf is just this giant, like, translucent jellyfish. Just like, what's up? I'm like, what's yeah. up? And I was like, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and scoot out of here and get back up on the beach. And he was like, all right, see you later. I've been to your place in New Orleans, and you have a statue of some sort of water goddess, don't you? I thought you had a little statue out back. I have two. I have two mammoth altars. Yeah, yeah. One downstairs and one upstairs. You were probably familiar with the one downstairs. Yeah, I wasn't trying to share your personal stuff too much. I was just saying. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. I got like watermelons and flowers. Yeah, we mentioned the watermelons earlier before you called. <laughs> oh, Watermelon really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I may have a couple people calling in, possibly. Um, you know, so we may be, I don't know who's. I'm not looking at the queue because I just ran in. To get yeah, it. yeah, right now there's no one On in the, the queue. There was, but it, I, oh, it, uh, it was a number that, um, it was a one was, one 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 one, which often means Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. We don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> when you do this for a while, you start your your you know, yeah, yeah, troll yeah. goggles. Well, I'm gonna right, right, right. So let's go back again. So I, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just saying. Let's so go that back. That was a pretty amazing experience, and um, just to summate, and you know, uh, I think that. That I guess what I want to say is if you are interested in pursuing connecting with the mammoth element that surrounds the planet, I'm going to say that a good way to do that is to just lay in the water and meditate and just get into the connective energy of all the living beings that are in the ocean. If you get into the ocean you got to think of what you're connecting with if you connect to the ocean. That's like every, that's like everything. That's like how many life forms are in it. That's like mammoth intense. That's a mammoth intense energy right there. You know? Now, if you get in a lake, that's different. Granted, there's bigger lakes. You know, if I go out to Lake Pontchartrain and go floating around in there, it's going to be huge. Lake Erie or Lake Michigan or whatever. I mean, those are, those are huge. Um, 
or rivers, you know, I mean, that's the same sort of thing. Um, and then different divinity forms roll with different, you know, rivers and lakes and land masses and stuff like that. So, um, but if you want to connect with that and feel the immensity of it, it's it's very close to feeling like when the, the Hindus say feeling the Brahman, feeling the energy of everything. Yes. You know, it's really, it's really quite amazing. And I find that it's easier to do it with water because of the electromagnetic energy that is a conduit through water. I'm not and saying you can't do it by just putting your feet in the grass either. I'm just saying that with water, for me, it's, it's easier because of the bioelectric energy that flows through the water. Right. And you reminded me of something, that when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. one of our favorite hangout spots I wouldn't call it a river, but maybe a very large creek, but bigger than a normal creek. Uh-huh. Big rocks right. to sit on, the sound of the rushing water mm-hmm. just going all the time. Right. And we would hang out and maybe, you know, smoke things we weren't supposed to smoke or whatever. But it was right. such a – it was it, we were like, you know, 15, 16, and those were my original, you know, I guess uh, – Places that we—that's where we would would you know quote unquote party as teenagers. But we all felt like mm-hmm. it was this great, beautiful spiritual experience. To yeah, but, and I live in a town. I mean, I live in I go I there. country. But there must but have been it, some it, energy there. You know, the, the running water and the just sitting on the large rocks and the water would just run. We just sit there and chill and meditate out there, our little circle of friends. And never really got bothered there, you know. It was it was it was off the road a little bit. It was, it was nice, and mm-hmm. it was a very spiritual place for us. Whether they the were thinking of it or you know, there's a place right outside of Cleveland called Nelson Ledges, and um, if Stacy's listening to this, she might call in. But um, she, you know, she goes love this, you know, and like. I mean, this is people go there, and it's just like some ledges right up on top of the Lake Erie, and okay, it's mm-hmm. just some ledges. You can jump off into the water. It's literally do. You know how exciting is that? But they have music festivals there, and people love it, and they would drive out there every time because it's a way to connect with guess what? With water energy. Yeah. It's a way to really make that you know. And and to let you can let things go in water, and you can pick things up that are connected to the planet in water. You can do both. You can say, I don't need all this human drama. Let me release it. And then you could say, well, do you have anything proactive to give me? Can I pick some of that up? And you can do both, which is incredible. And I would recommend if, if people, you know, if you haven't, and a lot of people do because they live close to the coast or whatever, if you haven't had a chance to do something like that in the ocean, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, be, you know, I go to the beach, I go to the ocean, all that. Yeah, but have you really just sat and, and maybe, you know, mentally really thought about the immensity of the element you're in? It can be, it can be really gratifying and really transformative. So. Yeah, and that's probably why you weren't messed with as a teenager, either. At least not when we were there. <laughs> that was like our safe place. <laughs> it was when we right. went to go to other crazy stuff. I was like, but I always was like, why don't we just go hang out by the by the river? You know, <laughs> that was right. always the the great, the good, the positive energy and and just nice things and and the sound. You were almost protected by the sound, right? So even if you got a little rowdy out there, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rushing water and I always liked it. It almost felt like we were blanketed by the protective power of the, the river. I would recommend anybody that has a little even a little bit extra money go to Pier One Imports or similar type of establishment that sells those little fountains and buy one. Preferably not that's not plastic, you know. I mean, you know, some sort of ceramic ball one for fifty dollars. I loved it. And then I dropped it in my bathtub and broke it, so I need to go get a new one. But my point is, if you have any place that you like to do meditation or anything like that, I would recommend having something like that because it really adds it really adds to the dynamic of, of the atmosphere. So, 
I was thinking of making them actually, like buying a pump and getting like uh, collecting stones and making waterfalls. It was just something I. Every once in a while, I get into these little projects, but it, it's on the D list. It's not on the A list. <laughs> well, so. my my thought is, well, you're an electrician, so that might be easier for you. Um, <laughs> I want to say that, that for a lot of us, that might seem a little more daunting. And being that it's daunting, it might never happen. So my point is, if you got an extra fifty dollars. And you know where Pier 1 Imports is, which most people do. I would say get up and, and go there, and that's just an easy way. But then the one I bought was really, really quite nice for $50. I was like, oh, you know. So. Oh, I love, I love, the, love the sound of the running water. Absolutely love to fall asleep oh, to yeah. it. Uh, I just, I I, have that's to. what I want to fall asleep to it. I have it in my altar room, which is next to my bedroom, but I can still hear it. And I just yeah. leave the door open so my cats can get in, and I just listen to it when I go to sleep. And it was, it was quite nice. It was quite. So and now I do miss that. Um, what I want to do is just take a very brief song break, and then come okay. right back. And when we come back, we talked about bodies of water. Now let's just talk about like you've just sort of started working with water itself. We talked about bodies of water, okay. rivers. Streams. Okay. Yeah, let's go. We will have a little more time after the break, and we'll go through some 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 exercises and things you can do at home to work with. Yeah, water. things to do with water, charging, blessing, mm-hmm. cleanses, whatever the case oh, may nice. be. So, okay, very good. This song will be from our good friends Woven Green, who did appear on mm-hmm. our album as well. This song is called Six Sun, and they'll be on they'll be on our next album. By the way. Our band, is, my band, is called Dragon's Head. Our second album is going to be called Chase the Moon, and we're recording it right now. This song is called Sixth Sun, and it's by Woven Green. We'll be right back in just a moment.
All right, we are back. My name is Daniel Michael. You're listening to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucare. I'm going to turn his mic on now. Your mic is on, Darren. We've been discussing the quality and the effects of water. Welcome back, Darren. And Darren? Yes. I want, just wanted to mention we discussed now things to do with what we discussed bodies of water we discussed legends of water yamaya uh bowen and mm-hmm. bridget uh we discussed mm-hmm. uh, scientific studies with with charging and blessing and negatively charging or ignoring water so now let's yeah. in effect of rivers and oceans so maybe now we discuss maybe some things to work Wait. with water maybe some exercises what, what, what are you what are you talking about Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I had to do. I'm. I have a really bad penchant for for making stupid jokes sometimes. Yes, had to do it. Had to do it. Okay. Um. So, uh, do you have one in mind that you want to talk about? Um. Well, we can just say first, or you want me to roll roll out one? Yeah, I may have mentioned this on on our on our, on this show before, but this must be it easily could have been two and a half years ago. But it sure. is in dealing with water, and it is in, it is a runic uh, magical practice. But it's um, something that I do quite a bit, and it's an easy way to infuse yourself with some added strength, power, and the animus of the primal en- energy of a Viking warrior or any warrior you really want to embody, but um, it is uh, pouring yourself a glass of water. And if you want to use distilled or bottled, I would recommend that, or, or even, you know, Brita filter. And then pouring yourself a glass of clear water and then getting a large enough glass, like a pint glass or something, so the diameter of the top of the glass is, is pretty large, and drawing the, the rune for uh, strength, which is Uruz, and it is largely looks like an upside-down uh, U, very blocky, you know, angular. So you're drawing this U upside-down, and it's not curved, it's blocky. And if we want to know how what it looks like, we're going to Google U-R-U-Z, and then you will get pictures of this, this rune. And um, so basically drawing it in the top of the glass of water with your finger, and as you're drawing it, imagine and really solidify in your mind the vision of that those lines being drawn. And then stare at it, look at it, and give it power for at least a full 35 seconds of just really visualizing it in that water. And then I want you to drink the whole glass. And by the way, drink the whole glass. Don't, you know, drink half or a fourth of it or a sip because FYI, Vikings drink, you know, they, they can drink. Drink the whole glass, and uh, I'm telling you right now, it it'll it'll give you uh, the power and animus to to really attack your day. Now, I'm not saying everything you do in that day is guaranteed to work, but you'll have a hell of a fighting chance to make it work, which is fantastic. So that's one water manifestation to work with. What do you what do you got, Michael? I also wanted to mention something back to an old mm-hmm. thing. A lot of we mentioned the baptism. Well, there's very many mm-hmm. pagan traditions to even modern neo-pagan where mm-hmm. when you're introducing yourself to Juno or, or whatever, whoever it may be, mm-hmm. that you do a water bath cleanse. And you often, you might add something else. You might add like jasmine or vervain or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea salt is usually involved. Or in the making of holy water, which is, again, uh-huh. arching it making your own it's it's funny i've seen on forums sometimes somebody saying oh um where do i get some holy water you know of course and the first thing i'm thinking is you make it (laughs) and but well well right but i mean some people want it from and pagan if people don't have the spiritual conviction in themselves to feel like they can bless holy water then they do need to go get it. I mean, because it's not going to do what they want them want it to do if they think they can't create it themselves or or put that put that spiritual energy or that essence of divinity into the water. They should go get it. And where can you go get it? There's all sorts of religious stores or or Catholic gift stores or stores yeah. that supply items for churches and stuff. And yeah, they they will sell it to you. 
And have I gone in there and bought some? Like, yeah, I have. For certain things that I do? Sure. Can sure. I make my own at home? Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't hurt to have someone else's on board, too. Somebody no, else's no, I, I'm spiritual totally strength. Especially if it's someone who's very experienced. You know, you can go to churches, and sometimes they'll give you some of it, depending on the on the church and or on the denomination. Oh, right. Yeah. And well, well um, when I went in, when when I when I do go by, there's a place in New Orleans I go to buy, or I don't even think they they'll charge you for the container if you don't bring a container. But if you just bring a container, you can just go up to the vessel and, and believe me, they want you to be you know be nice and reverent and say hello to the yeah. the you know. The, the the you know God and whatever and then go over to the vessel they have and, and put some in whatever container you have and you could just go in there and grab it, which is cool and so I would if say no one knew that you know someone didn't know that oh sure sure yeah I mean there's probably a lot of people that don't know that you can that you can oftentimes do that depending on the on the church. Right, and especially if you wanted to have, because there's there's different forms of magic. Some of them have a more Christian leaning, especially where you're at. There's a lot of that, you know, saint candles and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. And um, I would say on a personal level, if you are doing it yourself, there's many incantations you can use. Some people even like to charge the water with the moon and the sun, meaning they'll leave it out and let the moonlight hit it, and then they'll let the sunlight hit it. Um, there's all different things people do. Some people combine it with rose water. Some people think it's better if you get it from a from a, a, a river or a stream that moves. Something about the movement. Uh, I'm not saying that's all necessary. I'm just saying I'm just mentioning it as examples. Uh-huh. I think the most important thing is for emotional uh-huh. uh, content that you put into it. Like you said, if oh, you're not yeah. feeling strong, maybe it's better to go get it from somewhere else. But it if you're feeling and I would and say don't do all of the things. All of the things you mentioned, I wouldn't do all of them. To one mm-hmm. vessel of of holy water. Don't put rose water in it. Don't leave it out under the moon. Don't put it in running water. Don't do all of that because all of that stuff is too convoluted to just straight ahead say this is holy water. It's like that's just too much. You know, do one or the other or do two of them, but don't do all. I mean, it's just a lot. So yeah. when when I'm I, I, if we're talking about holy water, I would say pick some type of like spiritual focus and go with that. You know, if I was going to make Yamaya cleansing, healing, holy water, I would put it under moonlight. I would make sure that it was ocean water. I would, you know, like bless it and ask that she be present in the water and all that stuff. But honestly for her, she's always in the ocean water anyway. But if it was, if if I'm trying to bring St. Michael into it, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Does that make any sense to everybody? Yeah, like you want to do what resonates with whatever you're working with at that point. Exactly. And I was just mentioning multiple examples from different um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to explain that you can't do all of them because sometimes. Right. I I talk to a lot of people that are trying to do. Yeah, well, I talk to a lot of people that are trying to do eight different things. To solve one little problem, and I'm like, then, then you're just make you're it's not, you know. Sometimes if you're trying to, you know, run over a toaster with a tank, you're gonna just like miss the toaster completely. You know, you might as well just take a ball peen hammer and smash the toaster. You know, or is that a terrible analogy? Well, no, but I know what you mean. Because you know what I mean. There are things in systems. For the, I guess, for the Virgos out there that that love lots of detail and love to have mm-hmm. a million things to do, but I've seen shows and seen studies and documentaries on magic, and almost all of the ones that were successful were ones that were very focused and simple. The detail-oriented ones, mm-hmm. though, I'm I have, I'm trying to be careful here because that works for some people, to having a gazillion things to do. I think it's. About your emotional content and just being charged right now. It doesn't work for me. Mine, mine is is not super simplistic, but it's 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 fairly to the point. I find mm-hmm. that to the point works. To the point, just have conviction right. and know that what you're doing will work. And be, have a relationship with. If you're going to ask somebody to help you, have a relationship with that whoever you're asking to help you. Whether it be Yogi the Bear, 
or Diana, goddess of the hunt, or Jesus, or whoever it is, man, you better have a decent relationship with them. Because if you just You're come saying, out of the woodwork and say, please, Yogi Bear, make me safe on my camping trip, <laughs> you might, might be like, I know that's a terrible, okay, don't say Yogi Bear, but you get it. You get. But I understand, and what you're saying is, yes, get your couple of real correspondences in order, but without overdoing That's it, is what you're right. Get a couple of good correspondences in order, like you say, the things that you know work for EMIA, the things that you know work for whoever. Mm-hmm. Get those in order. Well, and, then, and, and I think that there's there's two schools of thought. There's ceremonial magic. There's, you know, there's different types of, of traditions that are, are highly technical that don't exactly, but I mean, even the technical ones, you're appealing to the Duke of this and the, 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 you know, intelligence that surrounds X amount of planet of this and that. So you're still asking for help from some higher energy form. Yeah. So really, there really is no separation between like priesthood or working with different forms of divinity than ceremonial magic. Ceremonial magic is just like, yeah, but I'm going to shoot, a message out into like the outer reaches of the planes or the planets or wherever, but you're still asking for stuff. Or would you would you agree with that or or not? I don't know. Yeah, they do so in a way, and oftentimes in ceremonial magic, they're appealing to specific names. They're calling, oftentimes in the right. and I guess what you might call the money part of a ceremonial ritual might be talking to a spirit through a black mirror or or some other form. They're usually conjuring something to come up in the triangles, right. and right. and they are often asking for something. It could just be advice. It could be how do I better myself. It could be many things. I find but, what works for me is not commanding and demanding, but asking nicely, and that's what works for me. So, I don't want to trap anything in a in a some sort of highly complicated sigil circle and and say, hey, do this for me, jerk face. That doesn't. That doesn't work for me. It may work for other people. I'm just saying that's not that's not really my thing. Sure. I've I've never been comfortable with it. I more I command what I want, but I do so in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. If that and, I, and I really I really like talking to your friend uh, Laramie because he talked about having the modesty and, and the control and cautionary feeling to deal with elemental spirits like these these dragons or, or whatever it may be. And, yeah. and I really respect that. But he said you got to be, in, you know, you got to bring your A game and be intense. You can't just be like, oh, I'm, you know, a weak-willed person because that's not going to work either. Confidence and no. assertiveness, but not right. disrespect. Okay. That's why sometimes with the ceremonial um, stuff, it almost sometimes it looks to me a little disrespectful. Like, okay, I'm trapping you in this little mirror and go do this for me. I'm like, okay, th- that spirit's motivations might be dramatically different than yours. <laughs> it might do what you want. I mean, but but it's, it, it all you, how happy is he that you're just sort of bolting him around? <laughs> right. Are you the head of industry that orders people around and disciplines people? Or are you kind of really cool with a bunch of people and you usually are everybody's friend, and, and that's usually how you get what you want, right? Because mm-hmm. I would be the latter and not the former. So it just all Aaron, depends it is on what we have about, We have about 60 seconds left. <laughs> okay, so I just want to say, if anyone wants to get a hold of me for private consultation, uh, D-B-U-C-A-R-E at gmail.com, or you can get a hold of me at Marie Laveau's on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Um, thank you, Daniel Michael, for joining me for uh, the spiritual aspects of water, and uh, we'll see you guys next time, Spiritual Insight. All right, and thank you so much, Darren. And we were discussing water, all different aspects of it, uh, working with the bodies of water, working just with the water, whatever in your house, uh, being inspired by water, different water gods and goddesses, and that it's electromagnetic charge can be something you can use to your benefit and growth. So thank you for joining us. Spiritual Insight with Aaron Bucare. I'm Daniel Michael. See you in the next episode. Have a good day. A good Saturday, I guess. <laughs> Forbidden Archaeology. 
forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Ticky, 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 ticky. 